Yeah. What? Rip. What is up, Red State Blues fans? It's your boy Devo here, and I am joined, uh, as always, by uh, the man, the myth, the legend. He was just dropped off at the border. Give it up for Daniel, the political manual. How's it going, Daniel, over there? It's going well. How are you? It's going all right. It's a uh, sunny, nice day here in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, colder in this house than it is outside. I can kind of miss miss the patio records, except I know if I'd have moved it out there, there'd just been someone fire up a weed eater like immediately. Like, <laughs> or neckbone would stop yeah, by. Or neckbone would stop by and say, hey, or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but yeah, we are here today. It is, uh, we're recording on April 3rd, 2021, the day before uh, Easter, which is the leaster of my favorite uh, holidays, is it's really dumb. So, so there you go. No, no, uh, yeah, you know, egg hunts. Color and eggs. Who cares, right? I'm not into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Maybe that sounds like something that um, Tim and Lucas would probably be into. Uh, Tim and Lucas. Shout I, out. Yeah, I definitely. You know, I definitely know Tim's probably going to be busy with like his <laughs> gaggle of children and uh, you know the uh, the the Catholic thing. So there you go. Against his will. But. Against his will. There you go. Well, what is going on in the world of politics this week? What is, uh, how have we been doing? Uh, how are things going? Well, first of all, uh, COVID update. Uh, no one cares. Yeah, we beat it. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> we win. Uh, literally, the White House and the CDC keep saying, like, like so kind of conflicting messages here. Like, the, the White House, like, staff keeps saying, like, we're in this, like, rising cases and things like that. But then the CDC, you know, keeps putting out like more positive things, and it's like, all right, well, which way are we going here? You, you, the cat's out of the bag. Like, like you're not getting people to stop. Like, at this point, really, yeah. I feel like if you want to get vaccinated, especially in Oklahoma, yeah, especially for, in Oklahoma. For, for our Oklahoma listeners, um, if you want to get vaccinated, you can, and if you don't want to, then you can get COVID. So, yeah, I'm good with it. And I, I get that a lot of the cases that have been spiking recently will, uh, duh, you think, are like you know, 18 to 30 year old cases. All of a sudden, they took over the. Uh, it was for the longest time, you know, 30 to 55 year olds that had like the most cases or something like that. Now it's like the 18 to 30 year olds. Now that we vaccinated the nursing yeah. homes, yeah, and then. Um, and then, but there is, you know, in a lot of states, I can't remember how many currently, but like, you know, pretty much anyone over the age of 16 in many states can get the vaccine now. So, right. Like, uh, they're, they're vaccinating dogs and cats now <laughs> in Oklahoma. Yeah. And I, I think that they're, you know, they're, they're talking about lowering the vaccine age coming up uh, as a, as a trials come out, at least on raccoons are going to get vaccinated. You know, rakins, some rakins out there. Uh, but uh, no, like uh, you these conflicting messages that we have this surge and all this stuff, but like, yeah, I'm sorry. It's just, it's back to business. Like, I, I mean, it, it, we're there and I, I get it there. There are still people that need vaccines in certain states, but like even Massachusetts, uh, which I know just from my buddy that lives up there that was lagging behind, even he's now been able to schedule like, so by the end of April, he'll be fully vaccinated. So even they who were still on 75 and up just like two weeks ago are getting their, you know, their shit in gear. Um, and it, it's just one of those things like, uh, you know, the CDC came out and said, you know, that air, you know, that travel was fine as long as, you know, ma- still mask up where you're six, which I gotta say, you know, masking up is not, 
is not happening very much out of it's a pretty loose policy it's a pretty loose policy like uh i'm you know school's still masked up you know um uh reesers not walmart but yeah well i I don't even know about reesers that much anymore maybe the depending on the one that you go to like i I think that probably factors i think the the reesers we go to probably has a slightly skewed uh Demo. Uh, demo. For like, sure. I think if you meandered over to even like the 21st in Yale uh, Reesers, you'd, you'd be a little bit uh, a little bit different situation over there. Uh, I, you know, for the most part, yeah, employers, employees and stuff like that have remained uh, masked up. But yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of going away and I just don't know what the messaging is here. It's like, okay, is it bad or is it not bad? Like, um, you know, like get the vaccines out where, you know, he's shooting now for 200 million doses within... Uh, the first hundred days of his administration. So I, I think, you know, should be able to get there. But like you said, here in Oklahoma, if you want the vaccine at this point, you pretty much can get the vaccine. Like, especially with the, all the tribal uh, vaccination sites and everything like that. And um, so I don't really have too much of a, a care for holdouts, uh, you know, like they, no, they it, had that's, their... it's on them. I mean, they've had their chance. Well, and, and the other thing that's been coming out recently, and you, you saw this week, uh, Governor DeSantis down in uh, Florida, or as I call it, Florida, uh, he uh, said that absolutely no vaccine passports, whereas New York was uh, flirting or contemplating uh, vaccine passports. So what do you think about vaccine passports? I'm for them. <laughs> yes. So... I- I am for them as well, and I, I think vaccine passports are, are 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 perfectly fine and you know well within your rights, you know well within the rights of a state to ask for. I do have friends that are like, ah, this seems like a slippery slope for the government of making me having to have like certain identifications. Like, well, yeah, you already do though. Well, yeah, listen, but, I mean, you you have to get vaccinated to go to school. Yeah, you're supposed to get vaccinated to go to school. Like, and I mean. If we want to be safely open, mm-hmm. you, we have to be vaccinated. Yeah. So, I, I mean, Kevin Stitt got vaccinated. <laughs> I know he flipped tires for two months at his um, <laughs> at house. Too. Yeah, I think I, I 100% believe he only got vaccinated just so he could show off his guns. For there. sure. Like, uh, and it was impressive. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, when you're jerking off the Oklahoma GOP, you're probably going to develop some, <laughs> some gun, guns like that every once in a while. Uh, but no, I mean, like... I don't really, you know, outdoor events to me, fine, whatever. I guess ultimately the vaccine passport, I mean, you, you can still, you still run the risk of getting COVID if, if you're vaccinated. It's still, you know, like anything else, there's still that, that, that risk that you can get it. Um, and, and certainly I, I do think, I think there's no problem with, you know, sports franchises or anything like that saying, Hey, yeah, if you want to, you know, we're going to be full capacity, but you have to have a vaccination card. Like I have, right. I see no problem with that. I'm, I'm good with that. As well. uh, yeah. I mean, and, and if, if they want to do that and get fans back, it, it would be, you know, it'd be great. So I, I really just, uh, I have no problem with it. It just feels like at this point, if you're not getting the vaccination and it's, it's not for a reason other than an actual medical reason, like, cause there are some people that are allergic to the vaccines. Like there are, Depending on someone's, it might be a little harder to get because I know that some of them have like a, an aluminum type thing in them that some people can't have, you know, they, they have an allergic reaction to them. Like the microchip is yeah, like the, cased in aluminum? Yeah, like the microchip's cased in aluminum. Uh, but, uh, but you know, if you can get it, uh, I've seen a few more people getting the Johnson & Johnson um, out there. I think if, you know, the Johnson & Johnson one is struggling, they're not, they're having a hard time making it, apparently. They were supposed to have 10 million more doses uh, but couldn't get it done. Uh, seems like AstraZeneca, which we're sitting on a lot of doses of, is not 
at this point, maybe not going to ever happen. Yeah, we've got 30 million doses in yeah. our stockpile. Yeah, and it doesn't... And it's not in, approved right now, so... Yeah, and it seems like there are some issues with it. Like, it might be a much more limited, like, uh, base that can take the AstraZeneca one, so... Send it to Zimbabwe. Yeah, send it wherever, you know. Uh, I, I did notice there was an interesting story the other day about Cuba... And uh, Cuba was developing their own vaccine, which apparently Cuba is very good at developing vaccines. Like, really? Uh, they have developed a uh, lung cancer vaccine that is in like a, a trial stage in America now. A vaccination for yeah, cancer? Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> well, I remember several months ago, the Russian vaccine for COVID yeah. was, you know, widely thought as being just a Joker vaccine. Yeah. And then it turned out it was highly effective. Yeah, so yeah. it was widely thought just to be a shot of crocodile and uh, right. just like, you know, the, yeah, you don't have to worry about the COVID because your body's going to be eaten away by this horrible, horrible drug. Right. Do you like heroin and gasoline? <laughs> Here's some crocodile for you. Enjoy it. Uh, boy. Uh, yeah. So, you know, there is a, a weird role out there. Um, it seems like States are catching up. Certainly, uh, the, Travel business, you know, I recently, this this week, I, in the last couple of weeks, I booked a couple of trips, and uh, yeah, I, I was fortunate, I, I booked a trip to Chicago a few weeks ago, and it was a little bit before, but all of a sudden, ticket prices on everything has gone up, hotel prices have gone up, um, I was watching an interview with the CEO of Marriott, uh, and he was talking about how uh, drive-to destinations are, are pretty big right now. Um, but the real big thing is international travel and how, you know, we still have international travel bans and so, and Europe is so dependent on American travel that there are just towns and, and just drying up over there because they, they don't have American uh, tourists coming to visit. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see the pressure that's going to be put on the Biden administration to open up uh, international air travel uh, fairly soon. Uh, well, and a lot of Europe is not open to travelers. Yeah, I know. So. Yeah. Yeah, I know, and it's it's one of those things. He's saying like, yeah, we're seeing we're seeing boosts in big cities here in in, in America, places that you would consider to be a uh, destination, you know, for you know your 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 Las Vegases, your Orlando's, you know, places like that. But in 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 the whole, like, uh, we're not seeing the same boost in travel that you would expect. So, but it'll get there eventually. And um, they were, I thought it was a good question. They because I mean, one of the things coming out of this pandemic that we need to focus on is all the people that were laid off, right? And all those jobs that they're laid off or fired from, all those jobs that they were doing that became obsolete. Yeah, automated jobs, right? Like, um, you know, I was recently in Vegas and, uh, you know, even though they had them before, the check-in process is like all automated now. Like it's like one person directing you to a kiosk and moving you on. I, I was in a. So where are the people that were working the desk? Yeah. Well, what are they and, doing and, now? And they asked him that, and he was like, "Well, we're gonna, you know, like we're still we're hiring people back. I mean, obviously they still have to hire back the maids and things like that at hotels. This is a guy, you know, again Marriott CEO, because there aren't robots to clean the rooms and stuff like that uh, yet. Yet, um, but." uh uh, he's like, well, we're just going to focus, you know, those jobs that they would normally do, we're going to have them focus more on customer service, which on one hand, it seems like, all right, fine, but are you really going to... Now, I, again, hotel staffing, how many people are actually being employed by a hotel at any given time, you know, um, usually it's like, what, one or two people at the front desk, and, you know, depending on the size of the hotel, 
But a lot of those jobs, especially like cashiering jobs and stuff like that, that are just went away. I I, I don't know how they're going to come back. I just don't know what you're going to do with them. Like, well, I mean, we adapt and we move on. Yeah, I mean, you ha- you have to. But at a certain point, I'm a very uh, you know, I've had some friends I know that would rail against self-checkout lines, but I love self-checkout lines because I don't want to talk to someone. Like, let me just, like, give me that thing where you can you just, like, uh, put the microchips and everything, and you just push my card up there, and it tells me how much it is, and I'm good to go. So. Well, yeah, I, I understand why people would be upset about that, but if you look back at, you know, like, 1950s America, yeah. there are a ton of jobs that yeah. don't exist now because... They don't need to. Yeah. Do you rail against, you know, automated car washes too? Because they took away like the car wash guy, you know, like, uh, I mean, there is something to be said there for replacing some of the, like those jobs with like more customer service or customer comfort sort of positions to help people out. But they're not really going to do that though. Yeah. I don't know. You know, hotels I could see maybe try to do that because again, their staffing is not their biggest issue, but like. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it's gonna be interesting to see also like the rollbacks, you know, like uh, having stayed at a hotel in recently, like stuff that you would have taken for granted in the past, no longer is there. You know? Like what? Uh, just like you know, just like having cups, you know, you know, good coffee cups in your room and things like that. You know, a lot of the you know stuff of just like trying to minimize human contact with things, and uh, they just basically have gotten rid of that. So we'll they're see. gonna go away and never come back. Yeah, I know. It's like it's kind of yeah. like I was thinking. Now, sure, like it's like thinking about airlines with drink service. I'm like, well, sure, you'll bring your drink service back because, right. like, you've I mean, got to money. You got to make money on that, right? Like, so, but like, if you go to a golf course, maybe they'll have like pool noodles in the bottom of the <laughs> cups, so you can't actually pull. Yeah, the, yeah. Okay, so we we did go golfing uh, recently, and one of the COVID precautions at the golf course, which golf is probably the most COVID friendly activity. You, you're just outside. It's very safe. Very safe, and. uh they had put pool noodles in the holes so you couldn't you weren't supposed to move the flags out because i guess touching a golf flag is the number one spreader of covid as it's sitting in the sun yeah. 24/7 what i don't get is like you don't even need the like you still have to kind of reach down and like get close yeah, to there's it. contact like it's so just very very dumb but well i mean in the i mean that seems like a august or i'm sorry april 2020 kind of thing yeah. we shut down the parks yeah. In Tulsa. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, it back. And that's one of those things that like, uh, you know, I was thinking about those early COVID precautions and, and God bless them. I, I still know a lot of like teaching stuff that are doing every single one of the like, you know, like wiping down every desk after every class. And I'm just like, that's kind of all been debunked. Like, right. I mean, there is like the surface contact stuff. It has not really happened. So like. Yeah, it's great that you're alcohol wiping your desk down, and maybe that's just a good practice in general. But I think I think it's been established that people breathing on you is yeah. how this spreads. Yeah, it's it, people breathing on you. It's not you know because if that was if it was contact and you like we would have just had to do nothing. It was like just right, no it's, food delivery, no nothing. You know, so time to open up the water fountains. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see uh, you know how many people have just gotten used to food delivery and uh, will uh, affect that industry as well. Although you know restaurants that I've been to or been around have been pretty packed in recent uh, recent Indeed. weeks in here in Oklahoma. So uh, Now, the other big thing, big story this week uh, is a little bit of a delayed reaction because uh, this, that's, that's the criticism, is the uh, Georgia voting uh, restriction. So we should preface like this. Georgia's getting all the spotlights, but Georgia's by, by far not the only state uh, pursuing pursuing these like voting restrictions uh, and, and to sort of 
clamp down on uh, voter access. But the the Georgia law, is my understanding, that was passed, uh, basically says some of like the highlights are they're cutting down on the number of like drop off spots for for ballots. Uh, they also have made it illegal to deliver food or water to people waiting in line to vote. Uh, and really just sort of trying to restrict access altogether. And it's very clear of what's happening, which is it's a white Republican state Congress that is very, very much upset that their state went blue for those senatorial elections and the presidency. The party of Jesus. Yeah, the party of Jesus. (laughs) refusing water to people, poor people, as they just... Wait yeah. to vote. And this is, yeah, like you're not waiting to vote in like rural Georgia. You're showing up to your wherever and voting. This is, right, this, is Atlanta. Ta- this is targeted at Atlanta and maybe some other smaller, a bit lar- larger cities in, in Georgia. And it's targeted towards black people. I mean, that's what it's targeted towards. I mean, it's, you don't really have to, you know, look too further to dissect what's going on here. But there, uh, according to CNN, 47 states have had legislators introduce. Uh, bills to try to limit the access to vote. Now, is I thought voting was our most sacred thing. <laughs> That's why you have to protect it. Yeah, I think the mailman's here. So, uh, but uh, do we have a third microphone? No, good one. <laughs> um, but uh, so in the aftermath, in the wake of this, right? You have seen now um, Delta Airlines, who's huge out of you know huge in in Georgia. If you've ever been to the Atlanta airport, you know it's just like it's Delta Central, right? If you're flying Delta, it's their hub. Yeah, you're going to go through there, right? Um, but Delta and then Coca Cola, which is invented in Georgia, headquartered out of Georgia, um, they have come out against this law, and they're starting to threaten with you know their corporate pressure. Uh, to to sort of remove, you know, to try to get them to repeal these laws or, or do something else. Uh, the criticism is like, well, where were you before it passed? Right. I mean, it's a little late now. They can, mm-hmm. you know, backtrack it, but it, this pressure would have been much more beneficial. Yeah. Where, where, why weren't you, you know, taking legislators out and lobbying, you know, and like you've got money, like your Coca-Cola and Delta, two of the biggest brands in the world. Right. right. And, uh, It'll be interesting to see, because um, the other big thing that's happened this week, which today, um, uh, or happened yesterday, um, was uh, that the Major League Baseball moved the All-Star game from Atlanta. The big new the new stadium in Atlanta is about two years old, maybe something like that. Yep. And uh, they moved that game. I don't know. I didn't see where they moved it to, but, uh, uh, but uh, they've moved it out of Georgia based upon this law. And this is very similar to what happened in uh, North Carolina. In Charlotte. In Charlotte with uh, the removal of uh, the NBA All-Star game. That was was over the transgender bathroom bills, right? Uh, And, you know, like, I'm fine with this sort of corporate activism. Um, It would be nice if it was before laws passed. Yeah, it would be nice if it was before laws passed. Um, It would also be nice if there is sort of a uh, hypocritical nature to it. In that, you know, you have like the MLB coming out and like saying that, you know, they're, they're against this voting rights, you know, infringement. But then you look at their like corporate makeup <laughs> and it's old white guys. Yeah. It's like you're the guys that voted for this stuff. Like you right. look at your ownership group, you know, look who it owns teams in the, you know, like the Ricketts, you know, like I'm, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure, uh, David Ross got no, uh, 
uh, love from his owner today when he came out in support of moving the the All Star Game and right uh, like because you got this super conservative ownership group because a, a Ted Cruz lookalike, um, Mr. Ricketts, you know, owns the Cubs and but yeah, and uh, so you have uh, you have you have that sort of corporate activism going on, and it's great. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Disney and Marvel step back in. Disney and Marvel have uh, last time, uh, which I guess is just Disney now, but. Uh, Last time Georgia did some shenanigans like this, Disney said they were going to pull out all their uh, filming from Georgia because Georgia is like a hotbed of like, you know, uh, filming like everything. Right. And when those big companies step in, yeah, I know a lot of people will look at, you know, a lot of people that are on the right look at it and go, oh, corporations are boring. But you also are like corporate right. You're constantly like are preaching about corporate rights. Right. And, you know, like, well, they have the right to move their business. Hundreds of millions of dollars that are leaving their state. Yeah. and so this this is all part of you know this is this is the fallout I think of, of Biden's election and this fear. Well, not only Biden, but also the um, Senate yeah, election. Yeah, uh, it's yeah in Georgia. Yeah, and, and not in and it's not even in Georgia. I, I think just across the slate because like it doesn't make sense in some states that are thoroughly thoroughly red and not going to change that they are pursuing legislation like this, right? Like right here in yeah. Oklahoma. And the same thing goes with, you know, we talk about the red meat issues a lot on, on the podcast. Why? I mean, you, you've got it on lockdown. I mean, it just comes down to an individual person, I guess, trying to say they voted for something, but like the Republicans are not going to lose control in Oklahoma. Right. But they see their general, power being sucked mm-hmm. out na- nationally. Yeah. And they, and, yeah. and they want to take some sort of a stand and they only have control of what we do in the state. And so, yeah, which, you know, the other thing that we're seeing, um, across the nation, the two, it seems like the two big things that are going on across the nation are, uh, the sort of restricting of voting access, uh, but then also the anti-trans, uh, in sports stuff in high school, which, Someone has yet to tell me how they're supposed to check that a kid's trans uh, in, in, a, in, a, in a competition. Right. <laughs> like, like uh, <laughs> you have Coach Murphy say, hey, drop trowel and let's, <laughs> let's look what's down there. And I know it's that, time for examination. And I know that there's someone, there was some, I think it was Arkansas that mentioned like some hormone test or whatever, but like people pointed out, yeah, you know, like normal, like, like, non-trans girls could also test really high on that hormone thing. And, uh, you would just assume that they are then I guess trans. Like, I, I don't know. Like, and what is the fear of this? It, it's, it's not, it's all about, um, yeah. you know, identity politics. And I mean, <laughs> that, that plays very well for the Republicans identity politics. Yeah. And so like, have any like everyone will point to like one or two instances in the entirety of the entire country of like a male to female transition trans athlete like winning something. Great. It's not <laughs> an actual issue. Yeah, I know it's not an actual issue. It's like the most it's like the biggest not issue ever. Right. It's I mean, it seems like aside from voter fraud. Well, that's an issue, issue though. But it, it's not existing. Well, no, I know. Like, but I mean, like trying to, yeah, they're yeah creating an issue. So it's, it's fake issues. That's that's the brand of the Republican Party now is fake issues and child sex trafficking. 
Shout out to Matt Gates. Which, um, I, I uh, first of all, if you look, you know, uh, my, my, my friend Zach from uh, Getting Greasy has said uh, he's, he's got a joke where he talks about how we should just start judging people by, you know, you should judge a book by its cover every once in a while. And you look at him, you should judge him by a cover. Absolutely. It's a smarmy look. You know that guy's up to no good. He's got that pastor look. He's got that, like, big hair. Like, I don't know. He just looks like an 80s villain or something. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, apparently uh, he had some some guy in Florida who was a former tax collector in Florida who's basically his, I don't know, pimp or whatever, who's arranging, who's been arranging all these escorts for him. Uh, and apparently was doing it while he was on the floor of Congress. <laughs> on his phone arranging for hookers uh, while on the floor of Congress. So stay classy, Florida. That's but it. but he did stop abortions. So I well, mean, that's good. Let's send him back. Yeah. Two more years. Two more years. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. No, I guarantee he'd be reelected right now. Right. right. Yeah, like, well, what's wrong with that? I don't care. Whatever, I read on my 8chan blog that. <laughs> hey, whatever happens in your bedroom is your business. Wait, now, wait, was it two dudes? Uh, well, okay. <laughs> that's different. Like, you know, like the, the hypocritical. Uh, nature of that runs deep. Now, of course, runs you know he could just deep. move to Oklahoma, you know, and get the get the girl's parents' consent, and it's all legal. So, uh, so there you go. Good job, Oklahoma, sixteen and up. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he uh, very very creepy uh, gentleman uh, there, and uh, yeah, would nice to see it come up and see how long do you think it is till he breaks out the sex addict uh, defense. Um, if it gets if it's tomorrow, if, it, if, if if the heat gets if the heat gets getting turned up, you know he's going to break it out. The H is O. Yeah, so, yeah. The H is, I mean, it, any day now, any day now, it's going to happen. Uh, now, playing into uh, talking about stuff you know uh, that's been going on and detrimental here in the state of Oklahoma, uh, we can talk about um, the stuff that's been going on with education. So. Uh, today I noticed it was the uh, three-year anniversary of going to the Capitol during the walk. We, I, you and I went to the uh, Capitol uh, for the walkout. We showed them. We showed them. <laughs> we cut our <laughs> piddly pay raise, and uh, then they just went on full-scale attack on education. Like um, for you guys that don't know out there, the two big ones this week uh, that basically passed and then immediately were signed by the governor. And that's that's you know the, the immediate signings. It's like. That shows how underhanded these things are. Like it's he hadn't even rolled down his sleeve. Yeah, yeah. He was like, I can't. He had his guns out. Still, yeah, still, like signing this bill. And there are two bills that went through, and uh, they're both uh, they're both an attack on on schools, um, public schools, because the OCPA, the Oklahoma Council of Public Policy, or whatever it is, uh, they are loaded. They basically run the state when it comes to education. They are very much pro-voucher, very much public, you know, a private school over public school. Um, They guise themselves if they're trying to do what's best for Oklahoma, which they're not. Um, On the same day that these bills passed, they were honoring Betsy DeVos. uh, And it's like, okay, well, you're kind of letting people know what you're all about then. Now, are are you all related? We're not. You and Mrs. DeVos? No, we're we're not. We're not related. Okay. No, we're not. Um. I would ask you about some people, but you know, like that you're related to that have the actual same last name. Uh, but uh, the bills that passed, one of them allows for basically free transfers. You can tra- right. transfer to any school that you want, effectively. Which obviously, there's going to be some geographical limitations to that. You know, a kid living in uh, Altus isn't going to transfer to Bigsby, right? Because how are you going to get there? Right. You know? 
But if you think about Oklahoma geography, you think about all the little independent school districts, things like that. Um, this bill that passed is is a consolidation bill in disguise. Uh, it is meant to attack both urban and rural Oklahoma schools. Suburban schools are going to be fine in this, you know, with the, with both these bills that pass this week because they're going to see. I think suburban schools are going to see an uptick in student population from the urban schools. Yeah, from the urban schools and even from like schools that are you know close to you know the suburbs or whatever. Like uh, if if dad lives in Leonard, if dad you know mom, the kid lives in Leonard, and uh, dad shout out to Leonard. Dad works in Bigsby. Well, now the kid can just go to Bigsby, which right. I think the people, I think Leonard doesn't even have a school. So I think that's probably a bad example. I think they just go to Bigsby. But um, but, but that's kind of the idea here. You know, you go out, uh, we talk about like a Keystone, you know, Keystone Elementary uh, out there. Those kids could easily just now go to Sand Springs or Manford. And not that Manford's a huge step up, but it's better than Keystone. So, I, I mean, and where, where this all factors in is as you lose students, you lose funding. Right. And as you lose funding, you fold. <laughs> yeah, you evaporate. Yeah. And yeah, they're they're putting a chokehold on the rural schools. Yeah. For sure. And and then the other issue was uh the bill that passed that was the funding bill. And the funding bill basically says uh that now it's it's year by year on student population, correct? Correct. As opposed to doing the most from the last two years. Yeah, you could choose the higher of two years enrollment. Yeah. So you could plan for staffing mm -hmm. and now you cannot do that. You have to just go on the previous yeah. year, which coming off of this year enrollments at an all time low because yeah. we were in a global pandemic. And so now all the people that chose homeschooling, all the people that chose, you know, to do Epic or virtual or whatever. Yeah. Funding will be ripped from those schools. Yeah. So like places like TPS and then, and even Oklahoma city uh, public schools uh, are going to be, dramatically hit and 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 again like even the the suburban schools are going to be hit with this right and then you're going to on top of that see free transfers where all right well we're going to have less funding for your suburban schools for your broken arrows your owasso's your bigsby's your edmonds you know your you know moore's norman stuff like that and you're going to see less funding for them but then an influx of new students coming from this free transfer rule which is going to exacerbate classroom sizes. It's going right. to put a strain on school services. And and schools won't be able to hire the teachers to teach yeah. the students that yeah, are they, arriving they, they won't the have They won't have the money to do it. And, you know, it's often hard for schools to, like, let teachers, like, to fire teachers, but there's going to be a lot of sub-three- or four-year teachers, depending on how the school does their uh, uh, tenure, um, that are just not going to be asked back. Right, they won't get fired. They just won't be asked back. Right, and the pro the problem with year to year hiring and firing is, say you're down in Durant and your um, student population drops by twenty percent. Yeah, then you will have, you know, twenty percent less money the following year to hire teachers. So you let twenty percent of your teachers go, and then say you get that twenty percent back the next year. So you're ready to hire teachers. Teachers aren't going to just, you know, quit teaching and wait, you know, for, <laughs> yeah. for the job to open up again. Yeah. The no, next that's, year. that's not and the way so, it works. Yeah. No. And so they're going to be like, okay, we have seven math positions open and we have two people <laughs> who are, you know, applying for the job. Oh, you know, and it, even in like, 
even in like a good time when things are relatively stable, which, you know, you could say like, you know, 2018, uh, you know, going into 2019 or whatever, um, there was still, still, if a school posted a math or science position, you know, principals were just like, Oh crap, here we go. I got to try to fill this position. Right. Somebody get certified. Yeah. Someone. Yeah. And, and now you're just going to have so much trouble getting that there. And again, you know, so and I, I, I think that's the point of the legislation. Oh, no, that is the point of the legislation. It, it, like you want to, if you're a Republican, keep your electorate dumb. Right. And and privatize education. Oh, yeah. Privatize education. Send, you know, send them to Epic, who's going to give us kickbacks because they are tied into all the and, you know, focus on the voucher program who's going to give us kickbacks. You know? Right. So, that's, so you live in Tulsa. So do you go to Victory Christian or do you go to Epic? Yeah. Those are, those yeah. are your choices. And so, it, you know, and then now Epic's, you know, they, they settled the deal with Epic and everything. And it's just like, it's just so dirty and crooked that it's just it, it's like, what can you do? There's, there's nothing to do. It's kind of like, have to take it. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, when they own the legislature, yeah, they own the legislature, and there's nothing, you know, like, uh, you know, I I see people come, I can't believe we're not walking out or striking over this. Like, we can't. There's no public support. Like, the pandemic has already eroded any, like, the public didn't like it when teachers went on the walkout uh, three years ago. The public didn't like teachers during the pandemic because they thought they were being lazy by not going to schools. And there's nothing you can do. Like, I, 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 I think your latter point is more correct than your former um, I believe there was support for the teachers in 2018, but now teachers are viewed as the people who were yeah. afraid of the pandemic and yeah, you know, took a vac took a year yeah. vacation. Yeah, anytime, anytime, yeah, teachers are out and not providing the daycare to your mistake uh, is what when they get upset, right? <laughs> like. Yeah, I mean, this is like if you need if you need school to take care of your children, then don't have children. Right. Like that's just a hands down. Like you shouldn't be beholden or reliant upon this free thing that you get essentially um, to to take care of your kids. So uh, it, it's very very disheartening. Um, there's going to be more coming in. There's the stuff against the anti. How long does the legislative legislative session last? It usually wraps up mid April okay. to early May. I think what you're going to see coming down the pike is there's definitely going to be uh, probably some voting shenanigans. There's going to be some anti-trans shenanigans. There's already is the uh, sexual orientation legislation is going to go through. It'll pass immediately signed. We know what the vote against it and for it's going to look like. It's going to be the same, you know, 27 Democrats voting yeah. against. It. Yeah, it's just going to be just, you know, and 73 Republicans. You can just print legislation like, you know, like uh, the only that's what that's what Alec does. Yeah, I know. The only uh, the only time that there is any sort of like you know bipartisan legislation is uh, when it's something that's so obviously like like oh this bill about stopping child abuse. Okay, <laughs> look, right. look, look at us. We're all on the same page. Yeah, great. You're a basically decent human. Good job. Like well, on the transfer thing, um, there was bipartisan um, pushback against it. Yeah, but unfortunately, too many you know, hardcore yeah. Republicans voted it through. Yeah, just, no, it, it, there was a lot of, lot of uh, backlash against it, but just, you not know, not enough. That, well, and you know, you, you have these people say they want to listen to the voice of the community and stuff like that, but then the community comes and talks and says, 
and they bring administrators, they bring school boards, they bring all this stuff in. They say, no, we don't want this. No, we don't want this. This is bad. This is bad. This is bad. Eh, we're still going to vote for it. Yeah. Like, because I went out for a steak dinner at uh, Saltgrass the other day. Thank you to OCPA or whatever. So, right. exactly. uh, you know, so it, it, it's so corrupt and, and crooked. And, you know, I think it was uh, Tim or someone that joked, you know, good thing we got all those teachers elected. Uh, they, some, some of those have turned out to be bad apples, man. Right. Like, they've, they've fallen. They've, they've drank the Trump juice. They they've taken the money. They well, don't. They want to get crops. reelected. Yeah, they that's, want, yeah, that's the bottom line. Is yeah. they want to retain. Yeah, and, power. and so they just you know they're they're worse in in many cases they're like Uncle Tom's basically they're right. worse than uh, than than a regular Republican because they've actually turned their back on what their whole point was was to be pro public ed. So, um, but yeah, so there you go. Fun stuff. Uh, elsewhere in the world of education. Uh, uh, we're still doing state testing this year for some reason, just to make sure. And that reason is to make sure that schools get labeled with F's. Right. Yeah, because it's going to be bad. I mean, it just is. Uh, and it's just one of those things that keeps going. It's a constant war. It's a constant war that uh, Oklahoma head will constantly lose. Against public education. Yeah, it's a war against public education. Uh, let's see. Some other stuff uh, that we should probably talk about here uh, toward the end here is... Um, the uh, the border continues to be an issue for the Biden administration. Still don't know what we're supposed to do about that. Uh, I consider myself a relatively intelligent man, but uh, don't know how you deal with just like people dropping off children. <laughs> well, in the spring, I mean, this happens every single year. This is not a new thing. Yeah. It's, you know, a hotbed issue yeah. for Republicans because they can say, hey, look, yeah. you know, this is because of Biden, but it does not matter if Trump would have been reelected. There would be the same influx of yeah. Um, There'd be the same influx, and there people. would still be the issue of taking care of them. Like they're humans. What do you do? Like how do you like? You're getting hundreds of like small children. What do you do with them? Yeah, contrary <laughs> to the previous administration's um, propaganda, Mexican children, and um, if you're from the the Triangle, mm -hmm. you're still a human. It's true. Yeah, it's true. You're you're not. You know, and you you can call them aliens, but they're yeah, human aliens. Like, and, and you know, it's just one of those things. It's like, I, on one hand, like I'm like, I get it. It's bad. Like, and the visuals are bad. But what do you expect? Like we, like even if there were like individual rooms to put these kids in. You can't leave them unsupervised. Right, and you can't send them back. They're unaccompanied yeah, minors. Like you don't they're, know where to they're send They're children. Them. You like, just drop them off in Tijuana and call yeah, it good. Like, oh, hey, you guys left this over here. Here you go. Like, you know, do you, do you bring out the trebuchet and just like throw them back in? No, you don't. Like, this is ridiculous. Hey, 11 year old, good luck. Yeah, have You're fun. Going back. Yeah. Have fun fending for yourself out there. And so, yeah, I get it. While it doesn't look good, and, you know, like, and this is one of those, those hard left things where it's just like, shut up. Like, what do you expect them to do? If, you, if you're worried about the unaccompanied miters at the border, pack up your shit, go down and adopt an unaccompanied miter or something. I don't know. Like, you're caterwauling about it, and, like, he's opening up more facilities. He's trying to do the best he can. He's doing it within the midst of a pandemic with kids that are clearly not going to be vaccinated, lots of people that aren't going to be vaccinated, and they're trying their best. It's not ideal, and, yeah, emergency blankets never look good on camera. Right. But what are you supposed to do? <laughs> Like, and you can put a shower curtain up between yeah. the emergency blanket yeah. pods. Yeah. It's, and it still looks 
it still looks bad. Yeah, it just it looks bad, and it's just I just don't want I just want when anybody complains about it, and especially leftist liberals, I'm just like, well, what's your solution then? Right. What's your solution? There is right. no solution. Like these, kids, I mean, because it's not the Mexican government. These kids, a lot of these kids aren't. You know, that's the misnomer is that everybody thinks these are all Mexican kids. It's like no, these are coming from all over Latin America. Like they're from the triangle. Of, yeah. Um, Nicaragua. Yeah, and it's and just like you don't. There's nothing you can Honduras. do. You know, there's nothing you do except for like try to promote better, you know, situations in those countries. I guess like that's but that's a long term foreign policy strategy that is uh, not appealing to anyone that wants action now. Right, right? and that's that's the thing. It's like, look, what do you expect Biden to do? To just like take every kid and go put them in like a Marriott somewhere and just like call it good? Like they're babies. <laughs> Right, well, they're they, children. They need someone to look over them. Right, like it's just not the way it works. So yeah, and contrary to Ted Gr- Ted Cruz, yeah, um, you know, f- filming his video on the border, mm-hmm. it's not that simple of a. The cartels are coming in, and yeah, yeah they're these children. Yeah, these, these aren't all cartel kids. No, they're <laughs> like, they're children. Some of them are rapists. Yeah. Some of Some them are drug dealers. Look, look at that ten year old rapist over there. Yeah, I mean. The cartel kids coming to Fox Fox uh, Saturday morning cartoons very soon. Uh, maybe if we just issued them all an AR fifteen, uh, the Republicans would uh, back off. Uh, there are some good ones. There are some good so, ones. You know the the good the best ones way will to, stop the, best, the bad ones. Yeah, the, the best way to deal with a bad refugee is to give a good is refugee it? a gun. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Arm the refugees. Oh boy, uh, fun stuff. Uh, if you gotta have an AR fifteen, you're you just got a little dick. I going to say it. Got a micro, <laughs> micro penis. Have fun with your AR-15. You don't need it. If you're if you were really that much of a man, you'd be able to like take someone out with like a blunderbuss or something, you know. Have a pump action shotgun like a like a like a real man. I love how the new argument is well, what do you mean assault rifle? You know, yeah. the the term assault rifle yeah, because yeah. yes, an AR-15 does not stand for assault rifle 15. Yeah. But yeah, but that, it's an assault rifle. Yes. Well, I mean, you're assaulting somebody yeah, yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah. And yeah. and so, oh, you called it an assault rifle? You don't know shit about guns. <laughs> I don't think that there's, like, I mean, there are, like, the vast majority of uh, people that want gun control, I would say, would probably be like, oh, yeah, you know what? Your 30 six that you hunt with or whatever, yeah, we don't care. No one's shooting right. up schools with that, right? You Keep know? your double barrel shotgun, like, but not your fifty. Yeah, like yeah, magazine. Clip. You could still you could still potentially go kill some people with that, but you're probably not going to go take out like you know thirty of them. Like it's not going to be a thing there. You're not going to destroy King Supers. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, I did, I did see a, a good internet commercial for gun laws, and it shows like this disgruntled employee showing up uh, to his to his office, and he's got like a uh, a flintlock rifle. And he aims it at the guy. He like pulls it up and aims it at the guy. And uh, the guy runs and he misses. And then it shows the guy like reloading his flintlock rifle. And then it's like, guns have changed. Why haven't our gun laws? Indeed. And I was like, exactly. Absolutely. Right? It's like I always tell kids, like, yeah, back in the, you know, when they wrote this, the type of guns that they had, uh, you could be like standing 10 feet away from someone and it might hit them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe like, you know, like, and then you'd have to sit there and reload for a minute or two. Yeah, so. I, I'm going to go ahead and go on the record and say that I am pro musket second amendment. Yes. Muskets should be allowed. Um, AR 15s. Not so much. I, I'm going to, I'm going to go further and say, I'm also fine. If you have like a desert Eagle 5.0 or like a 44 Magnum, because 
I mean, if you're able to shoot that steadily and, you know, you know, you're pretty much badass. So, you know, you, you might as well, you know, just, but, uh, yeah, all these, and these, these mod kits that are turning like pistols into, you know, assault rifles, basically and stuff that are just out there. It's like, would you say assault rifle? <laughs> you don't even know what that means. You, There's no such thing as an assault you, you rifle. Know, you know where you need, like in what, in what world, <laughs> if you're like, this is to protect my house from intruders, right? Whatever. If you're, if you're one of those people, are you that bad a shot that you need 15 rounds or uh, like it's been proven that like the most effective thing, if you have a gun in your house to like stop potential invaders is to have like a pump action shotgun. Cause if the person invading hears, they're like, Oh fuck, yeah, they'll turn around. Yeah, and go. I'm getting out of here. Cause that's going to be pointed at me and probably hit me. <laughs> but I need my rocket launcher. Yeah. I, because it's my God given right. If you want to go store your gun over at dongs and have your, you know, giant clip over there and just unload into like a, <laughs> into a silhouette or whatever, like go do it more power to you, but leave that shit there. That's where it right. should stay. Right. I don't know. Like it's, it's just so dumb. I, I've never really understood the, the appeal of gun ownership. Just, it eludes me. The other last big thing we need to talk about is, of course, uh, this week it's been in the news. The booty judge has been on the TV telling us about, uh, uh, so as Joseph R. Biden, telling us about his proposed infrastructure plan. What do you know about this infrastructure plan? Um, it sounds like the Green New Deal, from what I've heard. Yeah, a little bit. That's, that's what um, Lindsey Graham told me, mm, at least. Yeah, I mean, there's elements to it. Um there was a few things that stood out uh, to this in me because one, it, it, like I've said this for years and it's been years and years gone. Um, if you want to be scared, just go, if you want to be scared about an actual threat to national security, just go look at the American infrastructure and how bad our roads, bridges and electric, you know, our electric grid is everything else, how vulnerable it all is, how like one little thing can just like, you know, throw it all askew. And then you can be scared about something. And even the estimate, I think, like six years ago, was going to take somewhere around $5 trillion just to get us up to code. Yeah, well, like 35 days ago, Texas did not have power. Yeah, yeah so, I know. So, I mean, let's yeah. look at that. Yeah, and, and again, like, the problem then becomes, well, how in the world do you uh, pay for this? Because it's going to be a massive amount of money to do this. A couple trillion dollars. Yeah, when that's... I, I Honestly, a couple trillion dollars is... Again, I, I, that's we should we should probably be looking at something that's more in like the ten trillion dollar range right. to actually look forward. Fix it all, but right. like this is go, this is like a big big honking band aid. Um, but one of the things that you know I never thought about, and it, it happens especially you know like here in Oklahoma, we like you know taxing cigarettes, right? Mm. That's the way we pay for a lot of stuff. We tax cigarettes, right? Which is all well and good until people stop smoking cigarettes, right? right. Then you don't make any money. And I'd never really put two and two together that we pay for like the national highway system maintenance and everything through gas tax, mm -hmm. which as vehicles become more fuel efficient or people drive less, like the gas tax collected last year has to be pretty min minuscule. So, um, so with that in mind, like I know that there was a, some people have talked about the mileage tax, which I don't really understand and does seem like an absolutely horrible idea. Like, I don't really think I should be charged more just because I have to work further away than someone. Uh, so I, I really don't know how you pay for this. I have a way. What? Um, tax the super wealthy. Okay. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. how it's going to end up playing out is there will be propositions to tax 
Amazon and Facebook mm-hmm. and Jeff Bezos is gonna yeah mega you know, users of mega users of the infrastructure like you know like they they would be mega users those co- those corporations right right and if a billionaire you know if you make fifty billion dollars and then you're taxed higher under the Biden plan and you make forty nine billion dollars you still yeah you still, you're still a forty nine billionaire yeah and, and uh, yeah it is one of those things uh, to look at. I was thinking, like, you know, if we don't go that route, I would be perfectly fine if on my... I, I think if, if you just were, like, flat rate for every American, throw, you know, wouldn't get quite there, but, you know, throw 50, 100 bucks on income taxes, call it good. Like, just whatever. Like, I, if you told me I had to pay a cover of $100 a year to drive on highways, then I'd be like, all right, that's fine. I need them. So... I'm more into the... Tax the billionaires. Yeah, you're in the tax the billionaires, but you know billionaires get listened to, and you know the common man usually gets who ta- who gets taxed. So you know it's uh, it'd be interesting to see. Uh, I know that a lot of it will be the power grid, you know the the charging stations and stuff like that, and the idea that we're trying to you know flip the focus of our economy toward that. Um, be interesting to see how it goes. He's gonna have to find a way to make uh, West Virginia think that there's going to be jobs come out of it. Right. Because otherwise it's kind of dead in the water. But uh, whether or not it gets through, it's probably going to be his big deal for the next uh, few months trying to do this infrastructure plan. So For sure. It's going to take a while, but it has to happen before the midterms because the midterms could, you know, invite a new Congress in. He needs something to hang his hat on. The Democrats need something to hang their hat on for the midterm elections. Right. Because it's like... He will, I mean, you can already imagine that he's going to talk about, you know, the Democratic Party is going to talk about, well, look how, you know, just this administration change. All of a sudden we were able to get the vaccine out. We were able to take, you know, they're going to take credit for the massive quick rollout of the vaccine. Uh, But they need something else to get those sort of purple districts to flip over. Um, Well, and infrastructure is so popular mm -hmm. bipartisan wise. It is. Yeah. Yeah, No one likes bad roads. Now we hate. We hate, you know, waiting for them to get fixed. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to murder some people at 40, 46th Street North, but like. They just need to sell it as a jobs deal. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Like, public works jobs deal. And if they can do that, then I think maybe they can make some groundwork in. See, this would have been like, I don't know, this type of stuff. This is, this is where, you know, if you had good old fashioned pork barrel spending, you could pork barrel Push spend it through, this through in like a day. But, you know, for some reason, we've gotten rid of that. So. Uh, so we can't. So, all right, Daniel. Anything else you want to tell the fine people out of there before we hit the old dusty trails here today? Go get vaccinated. Go get vaccinated. All that fun stuff. Uh, we thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be back in a week or so, whenever we get around to it. Uh, we're busy people. I'm very busy. Uh, if you are in the Tulsa area, I would like to tell you that there are uh, some several great opportunities to come see some comedy in the uh, coming weeks, uh, and there. Uh, Obviously, I'm vaccinated, but uh, these are mostly going to be outdoor opportunities, so you can come uh, feel safe, even safer. Uh, One is on uh, April 10th at the 473 here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's a bar over in the Whittier neighborhood. Uh, Beautiful outdoor patio, 21 and up for that one. Uh, Great show featuring a couple comics from Oklahoma City. Uh, Myself and a couple other people will be on that as well. Uh, And then 417, we have a charitable fundraising show for the Tulsa Athletic uh, Foundation where... uh, they are, I believe we're raising money to donate backpacks to school children is what we're, we're doing, I believe. Dope. 
And uh, that is going to be at 417 at, uh, at Marshall Brewing. That's an afternoon show, or like e- early evening. It's a 5 p.m. show, so come out and check that. And uh, Brian Horton of Horton Records is going to be there spinning afterwards. So, so come out and check out one of those shows. Uh, we've got a friend of the podcast, Landry Miller, is going to be on that show at uh, Marshall Brewing. Uh, so be sure to come out and check that out. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you. Be safe and make good decisions. <laughs>